the Cannabishes. Welcome to High Tea. High Tea is a high vibe cannabis entertainment company for women who also love weed. This is a thoughtful and blunt exploration of pot and its magic, the role it has in the lives and processes of cool and creative people everywhere, and an evolving cannabis culture we're seeing happen before our very eyes. We're elevating perceptions with every episode. Listen up as we go in. And we're back. How's everyone doing out there? I'm your host, Jen Newton, otherwise known as Newts, and this is High Tea Life. We're creeping up now on a year of these 50 shades of quarantine and our individual and collective wellness has never been a more precious commodity. This month was themed self-care and using our high time, energy and attention well. How'd it go for you? (laughs) This idea of self-care I think has shifted conceptually as a result of our times. This was once a narrative that was focused on pleasure, satisfaction, and receiving. And lately, it's a lot about surviving instead of thriving. You hear talk of meditation, exercise, nutrition, even breath work. They all come up as well-touted themes within this storyline of what self-care is. But I want to know, where went the orgasm in our quest for health and wellness? Studies have shown that sex actually lights up the same areas of our brains as meditation does. It's a similar transition into a free-flowing state. It's thought to put us back into our bodies and our power. Cannabis is proven now to actually heighten our pleasurable sensory experiences while also helping to ease a lot of not only the physical but also physiological barriers to achieving satisfying sex, especially for women. The reasons people are turning to cannabis are as multifaceted as the plant itself, from pain relief to dealing with PTSD and trauma to feeling more connected and present to ease achieving orgasm. There is both qualitative and quantitative research proving cannabis's role in the bedroom. Women who use cannabis also self-report as having more active, satisfying sex lives, and this host would be inclined to agree. So today I'm speaking to a returning guest, a woman captaining cannabis's role in the pleasure experience. I had the great pleasure of helping bring this brand vision to life through its packaging and creative expression. And personally, I think this brand is on a mission to change the world. So listen up as you and I connect with Antoinette Gomez, founder of Pleasure Peaks, as we get into the question on everyone's minds. Can good sex save us? This is High Tea Life. How are you doing? Derp. Oh my God, I'm so baked right now. <laughs> oh my God, I wish I was baked. I like can't get baked. It doesn't work. Nothing happens anymore. Smoking no. weed just makes me feel like a normal person. How are those dissolvey things? I love them. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Those are great. When I have so much anxiety, I was just like, I need something right now, but I can't smoke because I'm still working. So yeah, that's my natural resting state, what you just described. Except I smoke. <laughs> I choose I choose to smoke, which is not always a good thing. 
I've become the person who almost doesn't care what she's smoking as long as she has something, which is terrible because some shit and is not good for productivity. Yeah, you know? I hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a flower girl, totally. <laughs> yeah, you're a flower girl. Aren't, um, aren't you though as well? Only. Like, I yeah, really, exactly. <laughs> I need to start enhancing my joints, I think, with something else. I was on a clubhouse and we were having a conversation about woman and weed, right? And we're mm-hmm. out on one panelist was talking about, you know, I think that women go towards extracts because they don't like to smell like weed and they go more topical. I think, you know, women are interested in flower and I think that's really going to like go away for a woman per se. Did a man um, say this? No, a woman did. Oh. And I was like, really? I'm so shocked because honestly, every single girl I know loves flower and is only flower, honestly. Yeah, they go into topical and things for sometimes, but to be honest, I don't think I don't see any of the, any of them ever getting rid of flower, including myself as a woman. I love flower. It's flower a pure, is king. It's a pu- we're purists. It's a queen. Also, women love to make their own stuff. So women are more, they love to just, it's just fine that women, the women that I know love bongs or they like, you either like bongs or you like spliffs, right? And if you don't like either of those, you probably make your own products. I totally agree. I mean, as I roll up a joint right now, but we don't, I think that person is bullshit. I think maybe, (laughs) maybe she is correct in that. It's a doorway. It's a gateway for someone who's totally new to cannabis to be trying it for the first time. Okay, I'll try a vape. I'll try an edible. I don't want to smell. All those preconceived sort of notions and stigmas are maintained. But a girl like you and I are like, once you're in, once you know Mama Wanna, you don't walk away from Mama Wanna. Exactly. Put that on everything. (laughs) I put that on everything. So (laughs) let's officially kick off by welcoming back my friend and one of your favorite cannabishes ever, Antoinette Gomez, founder of Pleasure Peaks, founder of Acapulco Gold, founder of the Green Rush program. What else am I forgetting? I should know your business card by now, my girl. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. So nice nice to be here. And honestly, I know. I'm such a mouthful. I hate my bio. It's so freaking long. I was just like, Jesus, just just my name at this point. Just Google me. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe you just rebranded your own bio. I'm such a mouthful. Yeah, exactly. Right. I just call it, I'm a mouthful. <laughs> Click here to learn more. Okay, but you are a, a mouthful and a hand. I've gotten really close with you over the last year or two through our community and through some of the things, cool things we're co-creating. And we'll talk about that. But it always kind of blows my mind how young you are. Like I always forget and how much you actually have achieved at such a young age. Can you start us from ground zero and tell us a little bit about how you discovered the miracle of, of cannabis and how it became a business? You know, I think it's so interesting because I learned about cannabis at a very young age. So I think that I got involved as young as possible, legally as possible at 18. <laughs> right? You know, I uh, pretty much dropped out of college and just really didn't like what I was signed up for. I signed up for just anything like random. I really didn't want to go to college. I just, it wasn't for me. And You know, it did take me places. I did end up working in New York and in some areas. But what I found was that it was just not uh, healthy for me. 
So I wanted like a natural and healthier alternative, which brought me back to my roots and changing my diet and everything. And that made me fall into holistic nutrition, learning how to heal your body with natural foods. It was so eye-opening on how naturopaths and other alternatives to healthcare and medicine, which is really cool. But once I was walking by a compassion club, it was like a gourmet gold cheese cafe, but they had a vapor lounge upstairs. And I was like, what is this? Vibe. They said that upstairs was a medical marijuana lounge. And I was like, what was that? And then that kind of just led me to where I am today. And it was interesting because after working at that gourmet gold cheese cafe, learning what patients meant and learning what medical cannabis meant was really interesting. And then, you know, noticing that that owner also owned a compassion club at the time, one of the oldest standing compassion clubs at that time. Yeah, I got to work there as an intern, as a holistic nutritionist, but that got me to see how many people were truly suffering in pain every day. And you'll be surprised, you know, because it's not something that you can necessarily see per se directly when you just look at someone. You know, it just really grew a lot of, I had a lot of compassion for these patients. I had patients who had MS, you know, endometriosis, assault survivors. And it was so interesting when it came to cannabis on how it was helping everyone. I was so shocked on all the ways it was helping people, whether they were eating it or using it topically or smoking it. They were all saying that it was effectively working for them. So all these different issues and all these different ways, everyone was having the same experience. Exactly. And it was kind of really an eye opener for me, knowing that if this is working, that I have to do my own research. It's kind of brought me back to holistic nutrition. It's very, uh, it's not Western medicine. So it's not usually the first place to go. But unfortunately, it's usually the last, but it could be effective, possibly for a lot of people. So It was really interesting to me, but what was really, what I'm really passionate about specifically is when it came to sexual health. Once I was realizing how life-changing that cannabis could be for so many women specifically or vulva carriers, I found that, you know, when it came to endometriosis and menstrual pain, it was just eye-opened, like I, it was just mind blowing because even me personally, I have really bad menstrual cramps. Terrible. Same. Same. Like once I get them, I feel like I oh barf my God. on day two every month. <laughs> no, I do. Wow. That's yeah. That's that's a, a lot. Mine's yeah. not that bad, but I feel like I'm getting stabbed in the stomach, mm-hmm. which is worse, guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? like, on our Instagram stories. <laughs> but like, it wasn't obviously optimal. I find them. I just ended up smoking all the time and being high, and you know, without knowing cannabis knowledge, without working at that clinic, I noticed that you can use cannabis topicals on your lower abdomen. And I couldn't believe how effective it was. So every time, every every um, month, I use um, cannabis cream on my lower belly, just under my belly button, and it goes away in minutes. And I find it so effective. And then I don't have to actually be high in case I had to do something that day or work that day or whatever. I could be very present, which right. is amazing. So I love that cannabis. Once you understand it, like we were talking about getting crafty, is that you can really make it your own and personalize it, right? I was so- just going to say, I mean, I'm sure you use almost like a cocktail now of care for yourself with different formats 
at different times for different needs, right? Why are you laughing? <laughs> You're laughing at me ashing in this. No, um, because it's true. How does someone start exploring with topicals and things like that? I mean, I have so much, I have so many things to ask you because for me, I think the first time we talked, I was mind blown. I had always just almost disregarded cannabis and sex as being a pleasure story and not really realized that it really is a physiological treatment-based story. It's a sexual health story first before it is a sexual enjoyment story, right? It never occurred to me that lube could actually be working like a medicine. Where does someone start trying to explore into other formats? You know, so when it comes to cannabis and sexual health, we all use cannabis for different reasons because we're all using, we are all treating different things when it comes to our sexual health, right? And what I love about sex is that not only is it physical, but it's really mental as well, a lot of the part, right? So sexual performance anxiety is obviously a thing and, you know, cannabis can definitely be, you know, helpful in that area. But when it comes to topicals, like you mentioned, that's when it really comes really in hand when it comes to easing discomfort in sex. So obviously lubes add lubrication, but the CBD and the THC have amazing cocktail, like you mentioned, because CBD is known to relax the the muscle. So the pelvic floor, right. And, um, as well as act as a vasodilator, right? Which is promotes more blood flow to the area. Okay. Okay. So she feels better. She feels tinglier. Well, that's exactly what Viagra is, is a vasodilator. So it kind of acts like a female Viagra, (laughs) which is wonderful. Right. So that's, that's what I love about topicals is that it has that effect. Um, But that's that beautiful cocktail, relaxing the pelvic for bettering the blood flow in the area and heightening the sensitivity to touch in that area. So that's what's like super cool when you add it all together into that little product. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about pleasure peaks. I got a little peek at your beautiful baby as we jammed on the brand. I loved um, what we came up with when it came to our packaging. It's killer for sure. We had a baby. <laughs> we had, we did. We, we had sex and had a baby. So let's tell the listeners about Pleasure Peaks and everything that it offers. Pleasure Peaks is blown up so much. Yeah, girl. I'm so happy about it. Be- It's just killer. And it's honestly just for the community of pleasure lovers and like ethical hedonists pretty much, which is amazing. So uh, Pleasure Peaks is a cannabinoid-based sexual health company. And what I love about it is that we are a sex-positive community that loves using cannabis intentionally in the bedroom. And what I love is Tantra. You know, we've been using cannabis within sexual practices for thousands of years um, in the tantric practices in the Kama Sutra. And I'm just bringing some of those parts back, but also just showing how sex doesn't have to be what, you know, you think it looks like in terms of porn or things that you are, you know, shown in the media. Sex can be anything you make it, anything you want it to be. And your sexuality these days could be like as fluid because it's all accepted. Everybody is allowed to be anything they want sexually. And we're, we're here for it. Okay. I love it. <laughs> and yeah, that's full what spectrum. full spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, civilization, did you say use cannabis? Tantra. In Tantra. India. Talk to me a little bit about that because 
that's not well known. That's not that's not well enough known that cannabis played such a role in an ancient civilization such as this and in such like uh, a beautiful, well-respected practice. What role did it play? Yeah, I absolutely love it. It's the sexual enlightenment that mm. has happened. What I love about India is that they have so many gods. They have like mm. hundreds, if not thousands of gods. And goddesses. And goddesses, mm. right? And yeah, and now we have like the goddesses, which is also a thing for your, you know, non-gender conforming beings out there. But I love Tantra because it's just... um praising sexual empowerment and sexual healing first. And I think that's incredibly important. I don't think we really think of sex as a healing aspect at all, if any. And um, what I love is that you can do this in a very conscious and intentional practice with a partner. And I find that you can have the opportunity to fall in love with um, yourself and your partner in a whole different way, in a mind, body, and soul way. And I think that's incredibly beautiful to learn yourself in an even more deeper way and an even more loving way and to share that with someone. I think it's very sacred and I don't think a lot of people really truly experience that but um you know in tantra and in india they've done it incredibly well it's so empowering and powerful um it could be incredibly sexually healing and i think that is what western you know civilization needs the most you know with patriarchy and you know rape culture and all of that grabber by the pushy bullshit Mm -hmm. you know we like really need to stop censoring female pleasure what i hate is that females are always used for sex and i was just thinking about that today you know how we go to these cannabis trade shows and expos and they're still exploiting women at these expos like are you fucking kidding me like yeah yeah, even in 2020 guys like still it's happening (laughs) it's 2021 bitch (laughs) oh my goodness But when it comes to a woman just wanting to, you know, pleasure herself or explore pleasure or explore sexuality, she's like instantly deemed a slut. And it's so incredibly fucking rude. <laughs> like, no, I completely agree. I love being a solo poly person. Fuck yeah. And what I love about being solo poly is just that like, I love being in polyamorous relationships. And usually I've had a partner in polyamorous relationships, at least one solid partner. And, you know, I just don't want to right now. I just want to be my own partner yeah. right now. Yeah. But I'm still into exploring different sexual experiences. I'm kind of over those old sexual experiences. I'm interested in some new things. So a new bloom, I, you know, and there's so much to learn under the sun. So why not explore more? So that's why I find that I love being solo poly. But when I explain those to my male friends, sometimes it's instantly being like, so like you're fucking everyone. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. it's obviously like, no, because everyone is not emotionally mature enough to have those types of relationships. Of course, you know, to find a play partner that truly understands your boundaries and respects them and doesn't have things that are like held back and has a plus communication. You know, it's a hard, it's a hard partner to fill. You think that everyone's going to fill that you're hilarious. No, no. <laughs> right? There's nobody filling so. that right now, literally. So, I completely agree. Now, I I love what you brought up because I think a lot of people are solo right now and choosing to be solo. And I think that when you hear 
narrative around sexual exploration or Tantra or even sexual wellness products and you're solo, you're like, well, I don't need those. Like, that's not really for me. But uh, the big aha was when you and I talked about how sexual health is sexual wellness and caring for yourself holistically, mind, body, soul, punani allows you to kind of bloom in the bedroom as you, as you desire to. So looping back to pleasure peaks and the vast array of products that it's offering, what kind of story are you weaving in terms of what sexual health actually means? We're showing that sexual health is definitely personalized. That's what I love about cannabis and learned about cannabis along the way is that it can help so many people, but you know, we all have different endocannabinoid systems and not only that, but we all are using cannabis for different ways, whether that's mental or physical. So that's why we have, you know, nine different products, which is wonderful because you can use the lubricants if you are suffering from discomfort in sex. You can use the suppositories from our prolonged experiences, um, whether that's sex or painful experiences or discomfort. And those can be used vaginally as well as anally. Our bath salts, what I find, those are for like, I feel my workaholics like myself, you know, people who struggle with not being able to jump into the headspace of intimacy because they work all day. So to be able to really relax into your body, I find that the bath salts are so incredibly effective at really having those pleasurable experiences to feel into your skin and explore with toys and yourself in a way that you can really give into your true pleasure. I find like we can hold back with stresses or just kind of want to get over things. We just want to like get off or, you know, Mm -hmm. but like we can have these really profound experiences, especially if we do them intentionally, right? Think of like what we're trying to heal in this aspect. Think of, you know, I think when it comes to relationships, we're always going to be dealing with our past traumas. And what I've learned about trauma is that it can be as minimal as somebody saying something, right? So it's it's so interesting. It could be as something as minimal as like someone saying that you're, you're not attractive or you're like not beautiful, you know, and just carrying that with you. So that brings me to like sexual performance anxiety, right? So like using um, tinctures, which are incredible for that, for really helping with anxiety. There's so many ways. So that's why you had so many different products. And what I found is being a sexual assault survivor myself, PTSD is something that I deal with. So I find that, you know, to really keep my things at bay what and ptsd is obviously different for everybody so maybe you know this product might work for you maybe the other one will that's why we have eight (laughs) but what i'm saying is that for me i have nightmare flashbacks sometimes and when that happens um obviously i would love to smoke cannabis at that time but to keep those at bay i find that capsules are incredibly effective so they just don't come so i love cbd to add it into my life and diet in any way possible and obviously my pussy because it acts as a vasodilator like i mentioned like a female viagra it gets rid of pain discomfort so if you were suffering from yeast infections or something like that it could help you with that discomfort um it's also ph balanced which is wonderful and um 
And yeah, it's just like, it's incredibly helpful if you're definitely feeling with pain during intercourse. What we like to say is definitely use it for 15 minutes before actual penetration, just to make sure that you're truly absorbing those uh, amazing cannabinoids for um, those uses. Yeah, I'm so excited for the products to come. We've already gotten so much feedback and I'm so happy because we've gotten so much feedback from the LGBT community and I'm really excited for like thicker lubes and other really fun things. So like Pleasure Line is going to expand, which I'm really excited about because obviously me having a holistic nutrition and health background, I'm super focused on the medical market, but with the turnout of the recreational market, it's been phenomenal. So it's really really exciting to see uh, our community grow. And um, yeah, we have a private Facebook group for those who are pleasure curious as well. Uh, We have retreats in Hawaii and Jamaica. We still have a wait list until we open again, but oh my God, Jen. That's going to be so fun. I found the coolest venue in Hawaii. Like I've been like just meeting so many different, you know, cannabis partners, like growers and so amazing people around the world, even virtually now. So I find that it's so it's so cool to connect with the world and Pleasure Peaks. I just love our podcast, the Pleasure Talks podcast, because it allows you know people to share their own cannabis and sex stories, and we right. hear such crazy stories from all around. You know, sure I bet anything. everybody's every <laughs> like you said, everybody's experience with discovering cannabis is different. Everyone's experience with discovering themselves and their sort of sexual journeys are different. I think everybody carries some degree of trauma with them at this point. I know a huge number of us, a significant number of us, myself included, are sexual assault survivors. And so just the anxiety all day long, I don't think people necessarily understand. So you're doing the good work. And I love what I love about Pleasure Peaks is that the offering kind of tells the story of what the real truth of the gift is, which is that it is an effort in mind, body and soul. It is holistic. And there's sort of no end to the ways it can fit into our lives, which is amazing. When we first met, you told me a story. You called it this girl's story. Yeah, Katie's story. Katie's story. Can you tell me Katie's story? Yeah, Katie's story is the reason why we have Pleasure Peaks today. You know, like I had, you know, a few patients who had endometriosis and I was just so shocked that people were suffering in pain and sexual pain, if anything. Like I was just shocked because I love sex and was was learning Tantra at the time. So I really had so much compassion for not being able to sexually heal, let alone in sexual pleasure. She mentioned that it was incredibly painful sex, even more painful when it came to her period. And uh, she was told that she wasn't able to bear children at the age of like 24. And I found that being so young, um, I was shocked to not even know what this diagnosis was. I think you hear about it, but people don't know what it is. I still don't even really know what it is. Yeah. So when when I was doing my research, I was finding that, you know, one out of 10 women have it on this planet. And if you think of one in 10, one in 10 people have cancer and everybody knows what cancer is. 
but nobody knows what endometriosis is. And I think that just shows you how huge that shame, guilt, stigma, cloudiness that is covering and and, and veiling sexual health. And what's like, it's, it's what's preventing us from moving forward in research and in healthcare and in so many other ways. And, and it's unfortunate. And I had so, have so much compassion for these people because I feel like they've really fallen through the healthcare system. We don't have a lot of women's sexual health products. It's the least funded area in the body and it's the least studied area in the body. So wow. it's insane since I think, you know, we're kind of born there, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how you Whatever. got here, guys. Just <laughs> First thing you ever saw. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's absolutely, it's mind blowing. It's insane. That concept that, you know, women or men or vulvas could ever be um, anything but a fucking amazing. But anyways, so when it came to speaking with Katie and people with endometriosis, I was also helping people who had MS. And when I was doing my research with MS, it was learning that um, it was really the frying of the nerve endings that was the painful part of things, right? So when I was doing research on endometriosis, I was finding it's it's the pain and inflammation in the vagina lining in the endometrial tissue that's what's happening when you have endometriosis. So it's abnormal tissue growth in the vagina lining, or it can happen in other areas as well. It can very much spread. So with that, we were finding that using cannabis was really helping her, which was really shocking to me. So she said that smoking cannabis was the best thing, but I knew that couldn't be the most effective way to use cannabis. So we were trying different lives because I just wanted to help. I wanted to see what would happen. I was like, girl, you, you telling me you haven't had an orgasm and how long? No, you're coming with me. You're coming with me (laughs) now. Shut the door. And we're going to figure this out. And, you know, we tried cannabis lubricants and they were incredibly effective. Obviously people were coming back being like, this is game changer. This is wow. Insane. And, you know, what we were finding afterwards were they were effective, but when it came to the menstrual moments, that week of the month, it was incredibly painful that it wasn't, it wasn't enough. So that's when the suppositories came into Mm -hmm. um, effect. That's when we were trying to figure out ways that we can have a little bit more cannabis go a longer way. And suppositories are incredibly effective. It's so much fun and pleasurable. You can use them, you know, for pain or discomfort, but also pleasure. And you can also use them anally as well. But what? Interesting. (sighs) Oh yeah. Like if you have like lower back pain, I was going to say, or even just like time of the month cramps, like would help. Oh yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent they do. So why don't we have that on the Canadian market? Or do we? Well, we've been struggling, oh my gosh, in Canada to get into, um, you know, the right facility per se. But I'm really happy that we are now partnering with a new LP going forward that has, that's more aligned within the medical market, which is where our roots are aligned anyways. I think that a lot of these products are, should be comfortable being selling at our shopper's drug mart. Totally. I think personally, right? Okay, finish Katie's story. Yes. Sorry. We need suppositories for prolonged effects. Um, 
and what we were finding that after six months of use of those suppositories, people were saying that they were getting pregnant off them. And Katie got Isn't pregnant, that un- which is she crazy. Did? She Katie? did. Yes, Katie. And Katie now speaks for Without the endometriosis. Surgery? Without surgery. Yeah. Oh my. She was, you know, many women with endometriosis are told that they have a hysterectomy and that they have to surgically remove, which is yeah. they have to surgically remove their vagina or their uterus, uterus. or both. Right. And it's, um, it's incredibly unfortunate, but it happens every day in this country and it's, it's very predominant. And I, I just want people to know that there are natural alternatives, not that it could be effective, but I think it's worth trying, you know, and I think that when it comes to alternative health, it's always nice to know all of your options so you can make those best educated choices for yourself. And that's why I started Pleasure Peaks because I need to raise awareness on endo endometriosis specifically but as we've grown in the in the past like oh my god like eight years in this space like it's crazy I've learned so much in sexuality right which is now why we've taken all of the female verbiage off of all of our packaging we are pleasure is your birthright all all races all genders and we really stand by that we really want to be sex positive I find that pleasure is always censored especially when it comes to women but even more when it comes to the LGBT btq community oh my god are you kidding me censorship of love is high over there and it's so unfortunate and i want to just amplify the fuck out of that and especially bringing cannabis in it because we're so censored you know we're like it comes down to our pleasure petition we can't even sell sex toys or sex products on facebook and instagram it's completely we have male sexual health pills by viagra selling on facebook and they have you know ads. yeah yes we do i absolutely do are you so why can't we have can you imagine what Zuck's oh. sex life is? Let's not go there and ruin the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not ruin the vibe. That's so true. <laughs> speaking of pussies, we put one on your packaging. You, yeah. yeah, we worked together and gave Pleasure Peaks a little zhuzh and what's come out of it is one of the most glorious pussies on pack. It came out as sexy (laughs) as ever. So let's talk about the pleasure petition and how that all lives together. Yeah, the pleasure petition we made because we wanted to highlight censorship and that's happening to sexual educators right now. So sex educators are being taken down and flagged right now for simply just sharing sex education. And I just feel that we all need to be a lot more sex positive. That's the only way we're going to be able to grow as um, a sex you know, positive universe kind of, but I just find that we all have a lot of sexual healing to do and, you know, it's going to take a lot of work. So it's important to be as inclusive as possible so we can reflect on what's really important to ourselves and hone in on that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we have a lot of work societally to do and individually to do and and, and then with our partners, right? It's like a multi-level kind of exploration. And the funny thing is, is I think maybe what's wrong with the world is that the female orgasm and pleasure and bliss has been suppressed or has been demonized or has been muffled. Like you can, we can, we can argue how 
deep that's gone. But I really think that the shaming around it is the problem. I mean, we've gotten away from understanding the divine female and the divine female energy and how important that is in the grand scheme of things and the orgasm and pleasure and reproduction and our pleasure centers there they live at the center of that most definitely right and i think and what's really interesting is that it goes so deep to the point where a lot of vulva carriers don't even know what their vulva looks like and it's so it's so cool to see those first stages in women i love these tantric cannabis couple retreats they're so beautiful but it's so amazing to see those explorations in people and to like reflect on myself like it was absolutely life-changing to be fully accepted not only like by myself but my partner like incredibly fully accepted and to go off on whatever sexual tangent I was personally going into with mindful practice with consciousness and intention of course but I find that it's very um you don't think that those things are possible I find a lot of people don't think that sex looks like that I feel feel like it's so limiting because of porn right Mm. and that's why I love porn um, is the problem there's so much of the problem across the board porn is is a (laughs) cultural cancer Exactly. That's why I love, you know, trying ethical porn because there's so many different types of ethical porns out there. Like make love, not porn is where anybody can have sex and put it on, but everybody has different sex. So, you know, it could be tantric sex. It could be kinky sex. It could be like whatever, but there's so many different types of sex that there is. And you can have, and we're super positive to all of them. You know, it's to everybody because we know that everybody deserves pleasure, period that's what, you know, we really want to leave behind and be known as because we want to just empower people to delve into their sexuality un- unbothered, you know, and I empowered. Can you talk to somebody who has always kind of said like, yeah, yeah, Tantra, but not understood what Tantra really is, like me, <laughs> and, and explain how I'd start to explore like a Tantric mindfulness with or without a partner what i love about what the fuck is it is yeah exactly what the (laughs) fuck is tantra right like exactly and and it's so funny because it's like yoga it's like what the fuck is yoga and they're very similar because it's not only downward dog practice (laughs) okay exactly it's not only fucking but it's also a philosophy right so it's like a way of life just like a yogis you know okay they're amazing i love yogis but um you know tantricas is what we call them our our tantrics we uh we practice conscious uh um sex which i which is what i love and tantra is a philosophy and a practice in a way where the philosophy is about being um one with love and and your mind, body, and soul connection. So it's the divineness in your sexual erotic power, mm. which is so cool to think about, you know, pussy worship, penis worship. I think worship. that has scared every man I've ever been with. Really? Like my tantrika. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I, think I love they, that. I think it has. I think my BDE has scared LDEs. 
And that's what, you know, <laughs> maybe you're not going to find that when it comes to Tantra, it really has to be with like emotionally mature men. Yes. Like if they're just not like, you know, there's so many hot guys out there that are just not that, you know, and it's so it's sad. Problem. But I'm so vain. <laughs> I know, but I'm so pretty. They're pretty. Look (sighs) at it. (laughs) But how does, I mean, how does a girl even keep it spicy in COVID where you think you're getting COVID from everybody? You know, what are you even doing? On Pleasure Peaks, we just put out this guide for the sexual curious pleasure lovers out there, which are a few of our favorite apps that we love to sexually explore. And when it comes to quarantine, and if you're single or even as a partner, there are still ways that you can connect with people. With COVID, obviously, you should be keeping your circles as tight as possible. (laughs) But I don't think you should be limiting yourself to pleasure. You can find one partner, I feel, or two. And depending like if you're a single person, or a couple right um but when it comes to our apps my favorite one is field like field you can literally pick up from a bunch of different sexual fantasies pick from a bunch of different sexualities which i love is that they're incredibly like lgbtq inclusive they have like everything on the board which is wonderful you get to just get matched with people who have the same sexual fantasies. Are you kidding me? You get to, you know, have our conversations with them and see like, you know, what do you want to explore in this area? Like what's interesting to you? So when I was first exploring sexually, I was pretty sexual, like exploring sexually intentionally, I would say, because I remember getting engaged when I was 21 and I was like, holy fuck. I don't remember. I don't know how, like, I'm going to fuck this one dick for the rest of my life. Like, oh my God. Like, I don't even know what sex is. I was freaking out and I knew I had to explore, but I still wanted to be with my partner. So that's when we became Polly. And that's when I wanted to explore daddy-daughter play, which was my first, you know, kind of kink thing that I wanted Mm -hmm. to do. And I loved doing that on that app because I was able to connect with people who were into the same things. Now I'm into like doing different things, you know, so you can always switch it up, find what works for you, you know, but it's always fun and it's ethical and intentional. And what I love is that these are other sexual play partners who are emotionally mature because people are like, aren't you always going to fall in love with these people? Aren't you going to hurt someone's heart or something? But no, because we have these these conversations beforehand and, you know, you want to have make sure you have the right one. And there's tons of other players out there, which is wonderful. And then there's other apps like Fet Life, obviously, for different fetishes and fun kinks and BDSM. So, that one's if you want to go and try some kinky stuff over there, if you dare. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Wild. I love. I love you know always seeing the dungeon when we were go when we would go to the sex clubs in Toronto when they were open. I miss them so much. But speaking of sex clubs, they've gone virtual. Can you believe that they've partnered with like multiple sex clubs? They've partnered with multiple sex clubs across like the U.S. and Canada. And I think they have like this mega sex club now, which is like safe and encrypted. And I don't have, understand. Like, different rooms Am and I events. Typing? Am I? No, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm, it's a video. Video to video. I'm oh yeah, video to video. Okay. okay. Well, it depends. I'm sure they have different rooms. Like when it comes to virtual events these days, 
it's insane now. Sometimes I go to events and I like literally feel like I'm at an expo because they have booths area, they have networking areas. So these, in this kind of context, it would be like mix and mingle areas, right? Okay. Um, and then they would have clubs areas and then they would have maybe even classes because I would always teach the cannabis and sex classes at Oasis. So I'm sure I they have like that. polyamory classes or you know, um, anal classes. Okay. Or I clearly so. need to get out there a little more. I need an <laughs> anal classes. Virtual babe. Okay. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> it's just like a wild time. It's fucking wild. But I do think that pulling away from all of that stuff and going back to like, the most natural things which are sex and nature and food and sunlight and all those basic beautiful things are what save us i just i can't imagine that all these people in lockdown with their husbands for a year or all i can't imagine many people are feeling very sexy right now so Mm -hmm. i think like the effort that you're talking about to explore to discover yourself to go through healing and some of those healing journeys like that that's got to be prioritized now other like if I think so completely no I think with quarantine it's really showing us that as humans we really long for connection the most Mm. and value most than anything all right I think we're all dying for connection right now we can't (laughs) you know we can't deny that we're missing some hugs some concerts, some, some family dinners, some friend meetups, we, you know, we can't, some sessions. <laughs> the energy of like a lot of people in a room having a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. We really miss that as humans and intimacy on top of that, those, you know, people that you see down the street and you just have yeah. those whiffs of love. <laughs> I love those ones. I don't remember those. <laughs> <laughs> before when we had when, when I could we, see your when face we, before we can exactly that's what I was trying to say <laughs> now these freaking masks now right take your mask and you're like oh <laughs> it's amazing how we still recognize each other though yeah, you know that's at really the end cool. of the day or like you know when we recognize each other's voices and there's just familiarity about about each other which is great but you're right it's the connection and the intimacy that I think we're, we all long for as human condition. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be together. And yeah. Pleasuring ourselves. Pleasure all day long. With no judgment. <laughs> well, what's amazing is you started off a conversation by talking about holistic nutrition and, and your aha very young being around that n- food is really our medicine and nutrition is our medicine and what we put into our body is our self-care before we get into the Western medicine, sort of real medicine. And you've come back to now the same truth, really, which is what we're putting in is our medicine and that it matters. And I love that you're building a life and a career and a mission and a platform around sexual freedom and sexual pleasure being our birthright. Because ain't it fucking true? 
Mm, it's insane. I can't wait to share with you guys what we're doing in the medical side of things with Pleasure Peaks in Canada. I cannot wait. Um, we're definitely heavily focused on the research side of things and pharmaceutical products. That's the, that's what I'm going to say. That's where we okay. stand in Canada. I okay. think that's what needs to happen the most. Um, and we can do that there, which is what I love when it comes to Canada in their, in their process of regulating cannabis. In the U.S., it's a little different, but it's really exciting that, you know, we can finally have access to everybody across like the U.S. who can finally access our products, which is wonderful. So, yeah, it's really exciting because it's so complex. So it's going to roll out in a few different ways, but pleasure, you should be able to access it. So it's coming soon more pleasure always to come from us. There's no end to the pleasure. So I'm curious what you'd say to other women trying to build a business in the space. Um, I think when it comes to like entering the cannabis industry in a business per se is just be open-minded to the possibilities. You know, cannabis has so many different applications. You'll have no idea what you'll step across, like step across. Like you can jump from cannabis software to cannabis agriculture, to the medical cannabis, to rec cannabis. Like you never know where it's going to take you. And I find that when you find cannabis, even just as personal use, you as and I think you should be a personal user for joining this industry to truly understand the culture because it's also a self journey you find into finding yourself you know finding finding like other of your skills assets that you can bring to the table things that you actually truly enjoy and um I think that's really important when it comes to building a business and a career that you love. I think that's really important. And, you know, why waste a career that you don't love when you can do whatever the hell you want in cannabis? We're, we're needed and always hiring in every, <laughs> in every sub-industry because we're growing at such a ridiculous rate, which is amazing. Thanks for listening. And, um, which means Check us out on Insta at high-t.life. Like us and subscribe so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, I just find that all the other things. Join our invite list and Girl, by visiting you need to know about cannabis. Like you don't need to know about CBD, THC, and all those things. You just need to bring your skills and assets and learn cannabis. It's not that difficult, but you know, we need experts in multiple fields of this industry to help us with. Yes, girl. Mm. I mean, we can have one last little sesh, but I do want you to leave our listeners with your one key message and it can be from you. It can be from the brand, whatever you want. But if you would sort of say one thing to everyone listening tonight, what is it? That pleasure is your birthright, you know, period and explore your sexuality. Don't stop exploring your sexuality just because you're in a relationship. Don't stop exploring your sexuality just because you're busy and you're busy with work, just don't like stop exploring your sexuality because you know you feel like you're unloved. You are loved. You're worthy. Everyone's worthy. Pleasure is your birthright. Don't forget that. And that's uh, so what we love to share at Pleasure Peaks is that you can have it all too. Trust me, with a little work and tantra, you can get there. A little weed, of course, too. <laughs> just a little. Oh. Yeah, that was a beautiful message. Tell everyone where they can find you. 
Yeah, you can find us at pleasurepeaks.com or AntoineGomez.com. Our Instagram handles is pleasure underscore peaks. And my Instagram is Antoinette G. Yeah, Antoinette, our OG is who she is. (laughs) Well, thank you. You're amazing. Your time and your energy and your message is always fucking bomb. And I do think orgasms will save the world. Oh, they will. They're incredibly powerful. They're almost awakening in some souls, I will say. So you know how powerful that is, you know, when a woman's determined. So let's awaken these pussies across the world. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Amazing. Thank you, Antoinette. My, this has been a pleasure. The peak of my pleasure today. <laughs> exactly. It's high tea life. <laughs>